Yes, you can be Bob Dylan. Can I? Mr. Jones can be whoever the fuck he wants to. <laughs> It's June 7th, 2023, and this is Rare Encounter, encounter number 149, and escaping the trap, I'm Abel Kirby. And hacking your mum's Gibson, I'm Cold Acid. That Gibson was a gift from a friend. I'm sure it was. Gibson, man. My mom has a Gibson and she didn't tell me about it. Terrible. Yeah, how, how, how bad of her, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. How are you holding up? Did you die from smoke inhalation yet? No, no. But when I went to work on uh, when I went to work on Monday, man, it fucking smelt like like I want I wanted s'mores, man. Oh, I got hungry yeah. for s'mores hundreds of miles away from the fires. And it still smells like a bonfire right there. I just wanted to grab some fucking marshmallows, some chocolate, some graham crackers, squish them all together, man, right there, right then. Holy shit. Yeah, we've had some, uh, get my beer problems here. There we go. Um, we had a, How uh, many did you open? I just have two. Huh. One was kind of half open. Well, and what did you open? You only opened one? Yeah. Not I a, only need one. Not a double this Fruit time. Punch. Fruit punch. <laughs> oh, man. I've just got a Genesee or whatever we called it. Someone settled on the uh, pronunciation. I think Serpent gave us the proper yeah. one. But yeah, holy fuck, man. They canceled. They can't. No. Well, okay. They postponed uh, Yankees. Uh, White Sox game in New York City because of the because of the air conditions from like all the smoke from the wildfires uh, up in Quebec in northern Ontario. Yeah, that's how fucking big this fucking smoke cloud is, man. I looked out. I looked out the office windows uh, like yesterday and on Monday, and it looked like fucking sepia tinted like <laughs> photos. Like holy shit. Yeah, sepia is, uh, that's the second time I've heard sepia in, like, the last 24 hours to describe what's, uh, what things look like. And I ended up, after the last time, I actually had to look that up because I kept thinking, most people know sepia tone as a, like, a filter on their phone or something like that. But I went back and I looked at the chemical process, and, uh, it's pretty interesting. You get the side-by-sides of people developing with the silver, uh, silver film and then the sepia tone process. Looks a lot. You can tell why they wanted to do it compared to the black and white. You seem kind of clinical and dead, you know, the sepia tone stuff. Yeah. Kind of, uh, it's got some warmth it, to it. It warms it. It warms it up. It's the same thing like with the, with the lights, right? You get, you get the white, uh, tube lights or the white lead lights, right? And it's just like, it's just like this, like clean, not, 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 not clean, but it's like it's you know, sterile. Like you it's said, it's sterile. clinical, sterile, right? Whereas you get the ones that are are that are adjusted to be just a little yellow, mm. and it feels a lot more natural, a lot warmer, right? Yeah, and it's, ironically, the warmer temperature, or what we think of as a warmer uh, color temperature, is actually a colder one. <laughs> yeah, I love that too. It's kind of backwards, but we're going by black body radiation uh, temperatures, you know, in Calvin, not a. Uh, not how they feel. 
You want to know? You want to know what sort of black body radiation I'm looking for? A uh, hot mama? Yeah, like <laughs> Famic Jansen on my lap. Mm. You're gonna have to uh, provide a photo or something like that. Mm. On my lap. On my lap. Mm. Well, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We've got the uh, the final rare encounter with the uh, code book playbook format. That's something. Yeah. This is the seventh. It's been a good run so far. Hopefully we can put a cap on it with this one. Uh, this was the format changer producers ordered of all people. And so we have to listen to them. All people. Yeah. So we have to listen to them. Well, they ordered seven episodes. Uh, I got your operations. Let's see. I've got um, Operation Swallow the Packet. Operation Rat. Is it Rash and Burn or Crash and Burn? Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Operation Samurai Fresh. Operation Thin Poops. Operation Q Cat Girl. Man, we got so much shit this week. Um, Operation me... Bed on Red. Yep. Operation Appetacks in there. Operation Fresh Lion Three. I think people know what that is. Uh, I've got Operation Podcast Without Caring. We got so much. How about? Here's my favorite one. I want to. I want to get this out of the way first. Operations. Well, I want to do this one for just it's a shout out more than anything else. Operation Sexy Tinky Winky. Oh jeez, I wanted to finish off Operation Smokeout since we were already pretty much talking about that. Oh, okay. I mean, that make that makes more sense, don't you think? Well, don't you I've already teased Sexy Tinky Winky. Everyone's going to want that though. All right, well, sexy... everybody's always going to want that. All right, what is it? What do we have left to say so about this wildfires? Is one, this is one out of your notes. This is the, the before and after photos. Of the of New York City's air quality, mm. yeah, and yeah. I went going looking at them and like, yeah, wow. I mean, I mean, New York is a place I've always considered pretty fucking filthy to to start <laughs> with, right? But like, I mean, it it goes from like you know just like shit on the streets to these cameras, and you can't even you can't even see anything. Because of the because of the smoke smog, right? Like this first one I'm looking at, at first at first it looked like just solid uh, brownish orange color. I had to squint before I could see the outlines of Manhattan's skyline. Yeah. No, these like, are holy fuck. These are pretty crazy. We get a it's a, a little smoky in Ohio, but it's not nearly what it is in some of these photos. Uh, it's been a kind of bad allergy days for a little while, and that's about yeah, the extent. Yeah, one of, of the, it. one of the girls at the burrito place, she was saying that like she's been, she's been going through her puffers like candy because uh, of the air quality. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I can I can imagine that. I'm I'm fucking lucky. I don't I don't have any sort of like problems with breathing or anything. No, all my all my problems are in are in my brain or in my guts, right? So. I, I've got no problem with this uh, smoky, cancer-causing air. No problem at all. But, yeah, I, I feel bad for, like, all the asthmatics and the COPD people and everyone else who, like, has breathing problems. Because this is just, like, holy fuck. Yeah, in Colorado, we would get this. I have some experience with the smoky days. We would get those wildfires out there a lot. And sometimes they'd be in the same state. Um, so there wouldn't be as, maybe the coverage wasn't as much, but you'd still get them blowing in sometimes. It's just terrible. Terrible. Yeah, but I mean, American, American states, like even your biggest states are still kind of small compared to Ontario or Quebec. Yeah, right? yeah. 
I'm not saying that it was a bigger fire. I'm saying that uh, that I've I've had no, that I'm experience. Just, I'm just saying, like, shit, I'm shit just saying air, that man. These fires have to be fucking massive because they're blanketing like pretty much half the continent with uh, with smoke. Do you think the fires are bigger than they're admitting? It's quite possible. It's quite possible that they're that they're downplaying the size of them because I mean, I we've had we've had all kinds of wildfires in Quebec and Ontario before, and it's never been to the point where I step outside and I can smell it burning from hundreds of miles away. Yeah. Well, get your s'mores, man. Yeah, I'll have to. Okay, you ready to move on? We can start. Yes, let's let's go on to let's go on to some uh, some happier news. Yeah. All or right. Later, at least. Let's see. I want to do Operation Sexy Tinky Winky since I know everyone's dying to see this. This is actually a, a callback to Encounter 125, and you you may not remember it because that was a show where you were often lavish uh, happened to co-host. Uh huh. Yeah, and so I was contacted on No Agenda Social by uh, Tentacle Mumu, who's apparently a fan of the show, <laughs> asking for a link to these because um, they heard us talking about this uh, some episodes back. I think it was 125, and wanted the link to show their friends. And so I had to go. I looked in the show notes, and they realized there's no show notes because Cold Asthma was here, and uh, had to dig it what out the of. Fuck is she birthing one? Yeah, I wanted to bring this up for you to enjoy. I had originally pitched this for a regular Rare Encounter episode, and we never even got to it. So it ended up on the show with Lavish, which we had a hell of a lot of fun with. He actually started naming some of the girls in these photos, too, which is uh, Jesus Christ. fantastic. Every day we stray further from God's light. Yeah, so uh, tell me which photos you're on so I can catch up. And, and I'll why don't you drop one in the Rare Encounter uh, chat so... Okay, so People the, fir- the first home. one is the one that you that you had like directly linked in your notes, <laughs> and 16. it's like, okay, yeah, and this just looks silly. This one just looks silly. Okay, fine, uh, maybe maybe a little lewd, uh, but for the most for the most part, it's just like dumb faces, <laughs> and like you get a chuckle out of it. Mm. Then you go and you look at number six. Number six. And, <laughs> Some of these get pretty and, racy, well, guys. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> what the fuck? That is. Uh, she, she's giving birth to one. To herself. Yeah, like. <laughs> what the fuck is this? this is, is this like some, like, Heinlein short story thing? Like, all you zombies? Yeah. Where the main, where the main character did give birth to himself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've talked about this story before and how fucking weird it is and how everybody in it is the same character, just at different points in their life. Ah. Well, the uh, this operation is uh, almost completely concluded. I just wanted to drop these pictures and get you to react to them and also reshare them again because apparently some people had uh, not had the opportunity to see them, though they might have heard about them on the podcast. So, Good Lord. Yep. If you want your sexy Teletubby cosplays, uh, check the show notes for this episode. They'll be right there. <laughs> All right, let's get the hell out of here. Let's do a uh, let's do a uh, real operation. Uh, I've got one that I've been looking at. Uh, operation App Attack. Attack with three T's. App Attack. App Attack. Uh, you want to do that one? Yeah, let's let's do this one. All right, this is 
Operation, I'm just opening the lid. There we go. Operation Appetack is about Soren Iverson, uh, who is a particular character as a professional product designer who's been making UI-related gags that have been going viral lately um, and amassed a lot of uh, publicity over some of these mock-ups of popular application UIs that have maybe one little thing inside it or a feature that 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 uh, he's dreamed up and added. And uh, I wanted to go down this list and and uh, see what you thought of each one of these. So the first one of uh, the Fight Club Flight Club. Um, yeah. This is, I think it's the Delta app or the United app, and it has a dual request feature built yeah, in. United. United. And uh, what it is, is I'll just read the text. It's I'll pop up on the app. It says, Rhonda Perkins, Rhonda would like to fight you for your seat on the red eye from LAX to Newark. Weight, 108 pounds. Height, 5 foot 2 inches. And then you have two options, forfeit seat or accept duel. I'll accept the duel and you know what'll happen? She'll, she'll play her move. I'll play a move. She'll play another move, but she'll have activated my trap card. Oh no. <laughs> I think this is amusing. It's like a, uh, you can accept the duel and then fight her for the seat. Let's see. Yeah. Pikachu, I choose you. (laughs) Kick that bitch's ass. Yeah. It was kind of fun. I I like these. The uh, locked artist was was one. It has uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, your access to Weird Al is temporarily limited. (laughs) You've listened to him over 25 hours this week. Please give it a break. It's just really... (laughs) You know, I don't need technology. I'm a, I'm not a fan of this. I don't need technology getting be- between me and Weird Al. I've also been locked out of my music library because I had naively thought subscribing to one of these services was the same thing as having a music library. When RDO closed, yeah, no. yep. When RDO closed shop, they got bought by Pandora. Suddenly, I had no music and no library yeah, to if, speak. If you, yeah, if you. If you don't have something you can play without DRM, you don't own it. Yep. It owns you. You need to have a collection of recordings to have a music library. Yeah, you know you know what I you know what I say? Do what you want cuz a pirate is free. You are a pirate. You are hard fiddly dee. Fiddly dee. Being a pirate is all right to be. Do, Do what, what you want cuz a pirate is free. You are a pirate. You are a pirate. Are we? You're not going to do the whole song. Holy no, we're not going to do the whole, whole song. Are we singing like, Lazy Town on the podcast? We yes, got us a sing Lazy Town on their podcast. <laughs> it's a piece of cake to break a pretty cake. What? <laughs> I, my favorite is uh, my favorite is basically the rap version of that one. You got to do the cookie by the book, guys. All right. Uh, speaking of the cooking, DoorDash. Oh. The DoorDash, yeah, DoorDash. Uh, app had a bite request feature. It's, you know, it says the bite. Can your dasher have a few fries? Okay, that's kind of silly. But there was all of these are kind of dumb. I picked, I picked the ones that were most amusing to me. Uh, they're they're still not that great. But I actually the last one on here, this multiplayer alarm clock. I'm a fan of this idea. It actually sounds like a good idea. I don't like it because I know I will be the one who always loses. <laughs> So this is there is one there is one that there is one that I really thought was a good idea though. Which one? Out of all of them. The Facebook feature to tell you if people read the article before sharing. Oh jeez. 
Yeah, I don't Facebook, so I don't have an opinion on this. I don't either, but I mean, generalize it. If you could generalize that, right? Because, I mean, a lot of people will just share something without actually reading it first. They're just like, Umga, this headline sounds great. I'm going to send it to all my friends. Oh, yeah. it's It used to be that if old, old, old Pappy were telling you a tale, old Pappy's stringing you a line. Before you repeat that bullshit, you actually have to listen to him say it at least once. Yeah. Mean, meanwhile, meanwhile, the uh, the example used, the, the picture used for this one... Honestly, if I saw an article with this headline, I would definitely click on it and read it. Back from the grave, JFK will haunt us once again as RFK's newly announced running mate. <laughs> they, they're bringing him back through uh, that, what's that, uh, Frozen Dead guy days? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Just the Frozen the Day Dead the guy. Dead? No, the Frozen Dead guy days festival. We covered this on the show uh. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. The frozen dead guy. Yeah. That's right, too. So we're just uh, repeating stories without even hearing them the first time. Interesting. What a modern uh -oh. age we're in. How postmodern, really? Uh, hyper novelty. This is hyper novelty at work. I've, I've told you old Pappy's tale without even fully listening to it. How, <laughs> how did I do that? What an age we live in. How did I do that? Internet. Internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything left to say on this? I get a lot of material. I don't think so. All right. No. We'll wrap that up. You want to hit me with one, and I've got I've got some I really want to get to, but I want to hit I want to get some of yours in there too. Yeah, I, I I need to get this one out the door. Operation Crash and Burn. Operation Crash and Burn. Okay. Hold what's on, that? Where's the, where's the link? Here's the link. <laughs> where's the link? I gotta play this. Okay. Playing. What do you mean? Do you want me to play some uh, crash sounds? While we're waiting, I got some some really okay. bad ones. Yeah. Okay, we're MGM. An army. That's it, an electronic army. If I were us, I'd get on the internet, send out a major distress signal. Hackers of the world unite. How are you going to hear the cops? <laughs> Oh, all the traffic lights are going crazy. Mm -hmm. What what are we listening to again? Yo, just just quiet stuff from a movie. Grand Central. Let's hit it. Yep. Okay. Is he hacking my mainframe or something? Not yet. Okay. You're about to cause some major traffic accidents. Okay. I can play, like, I've got traffic sounds. If we need, if you need me to fill, I can you add some need traffic them. sounds. All the lights are green in every direction. Okay. <laughs> yeah, back 
Matthew Lillard on rollerblades. Okay. I was hoping it was going to have the iconic line, but I guess not. Okay. Have we crashed and burned yet? Because I feel like that's what this uh, operation is about. Hey, Joey, you made it! Yeah. Okay. It, it didn't go. It didn't go places where I expected it to. All right. Can Sorry. I can I play some Can I play some explosions just to uh, just to get, just shake to fuck this with off? me? Well, I don't know. It's, I feel like we didn't quite get to the uh, crash and burn part. So I got some of these. We can. Okay. There we go. Just to. But anyway, what, to get what I'm trying what I'm trying to bring up and failed to do is an enjoyable but terrible movie that I got to watch uh, during uh, during uh, Toe Jam. Okay. And this movie was one of the first to star none other than Angelina Jolie. Oh, and it's, it's uh, called Hackers. Hackers. Yeah. I was wondering yeah. if that's what you were playing. Yes, it was. Okay. I was tell. I told you you got to watch it, and you said, "Yeah, I got to watch it," and you haven't watched it, have you? No, I haven't watched it. <laughs> no. Uh, most of my most of my pre-show today was spinning music from the soundtrack. I started off with some Aussie instead, but I decided six o'clock rolls around, and I'm going to start spinning uh, EDM instead. Okay. But yeah, I mean. This movie, I mean, as somebody who works as a programmer and has been into into computers since I was a kid, right? Seeing seeing like the seeing like the nonsense sort of stuff that they have going on in this film was I expected it to be painful, cringingly painful. But it turns out that the movie is actually really enjoyable, despite the despite the fact that like. It it was rated pretty pretty lowly, and yeah, it's just it's definitely not even close to realistic in terms of uh, in terms of like the hacking they do. I mean, this is this is why Hollywood hacking is a term because of this film. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to watch, and yeah, Matthew Lillard's in it, Johnny Lee Miller, Angelina Jolie. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, it's just a really fun. Pendulette's in it. <laughs> was he still yeah. a big guy back then? Yes, he was still he was still a big guy back then in 1995. Mm. He's uh, yeah, it's a very very enjoyable film. Mm. Now it's on the to do or to watch list. It's just but that list is a queue that fills fast and empties slow. Yeah, well, I I would suggest that you uh, you sit down. With a with a good old fashioned TV and VCR, stick it and stick in a cassette and watch hackers. Watch hackers. Ah, uh, we'll see. We'll see what I pop off that stack. All right, is that Rude. it for Crash and Burn? Yeah, that 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 about covers it. All right, and I want to do. Uh, let's see, we could do Operation Fresh Lion Three or uh, Podcast Without Caring. Oh. Let's do podcast without caring. Operation podcast without caring, and I think everyone's going to enjoy this one. Um, kind of the the famous segment uh, for this new format is the inclusion of the game of the week.
Uh, this is possibly the final game of the week. Are you excited, Cold Ass? I hope not. This is fun. Well, I mean, it, it's the uh, it's a different format. We don't usually have this on the show. <gasps> it's part of the new format is to have a game of the week. So, I think I think we can. I can. I think we can stick to this staying, even if we go back to the old Dude, format. I'm so sick of producing games of the week, though. They take so much time. Ah, so, we'll see. Uh, it'll probably come back. Maybe not as a weekly feature. But there's other shit we used to do weekly on Rare Encounter that we took a long break from. Um, and so, we can get back to some of those and, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think this will be the true last one forever. But... <laughs> This game of the week is called Don't You Too Forget the Lyrics. In this game, Cold Acid has to answer, answer the multiple choice questions about the correct lyrics for a particular song. Cold Acid, are you ready? Yes. All right. All right. These questions are, uh, are selected, curated, I should say, by our best lyricists and, uh, and uh, song technologists. To uh, to uh, be very challenging, I think. So we'll so you we'll see what's going to happen. Uh, well, let's let's say you might be half right. Uh, question one. Here's your first question. In the third verse of the song "Running to Stand Still" by U2, which oxymoronic action is prescribed? Uh, and you can play along at home, folks, if you want to. We've got a nap without sleeping. B, jump without leaping, C, cry without weeping, or D, honk without beeping. All of the above. <laughs> There's no all of the above. You have to pick one. Oh, I can reread them if you want to hear. One. The second jump one. Jump without leaping. Jump without leaping. Mm. Nope. Sorry, that's not the right answer. Um, Aww. Nope. What the, is? The correct answer was C, cry without weeping. Yeah. All Lame. right. Question number two. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Question number two. In the third verse of the song, Running to Stand Still by U2, which oxymoronic action is prescribed? Wait a, a minute. Isn't this the same question? Hey, <laughs> just listen to the question, Colt. A, look without peeping. B, talk without speaking. C, lump without heaping. Or D, off-road without jeeping. Are you familiar with the song, Cold? No, I'm not. No. <laughs> I'm going to go with the, B. The fatal flaw, B, talk without speaking. Uh, is that your final answer? Yes. All right, that's it. You got one, one so far, one out of uh, three. There's one more question. Um, All right, let, let's, let's, let's two out of three and bad. Well, well, there's one more question. You, you haven't got there yet. There's one more question here. Question huh? three. Are you ready? Maybe. Here we go. In the third verse of the song, Running to Stand Still by U2, which... God damn it! <laughs> which oxymoronic action is prescribed? A. Cow without beefing. B. Queen without queefing. C. Scream without raise in your voice. Or D. Scream without raising your voice. D. That is correct. Scream without raising your voice. Your voice is fine whether there's rays inside them or outside them. I do scream. With, hold, hold on. Let me let me try screaming without raising my voice. 
Does that count? All right, that's four points. Four out of three. <laughs> well, no, no, I got no, two no, you points got two for out, actually doing you it. Got, you got two out, two out of three there. <laughs> I think you got two out of three by the fair accounting uh, standards that we have. You know, I got an idea for how to continue this, and that is, that is, we get the audience to send in the games. No way. That, it's not going to work. You, it's, oh, okay. it, it's got to be, I'm, and I'm saying this, uh, that it takes a lot of work to get these consistent, and I just don't, I don't expect that to happen. Unless someone volunteered and did it on their own, but I would not ask someone to do it because I just don't believe that it, that it would be, uh. Okay, it, it feels kind of cheap, cheap for us to cheap out. Like, if anything, you should produce a set of uh, quizzes and try you. Yeah, I'd do that. All right. Well, we could end the game of the week right there. All right. And that is the end of Operation Podcast Without Caring. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Are we going to move on to Fresh Lion 3 now? Fresh Lion 3, is that what we want to do? I think think that's a good idea. All right, Operation Fresh Lion 3, which of course is the third installment of... It's called Acid. Do you want to hit the tune? Neo Leo says... You didn't put the lyrics in here this time, so that's all you're getting. Yes, I did. Oh! Oh, wait, yeah, the shit will tits my... Ugh. <laughs> All right, and a one, and a two, his and na- a... Yeah. His name is Leo, and he says things on the web. Sometimes it's stupid, but we like the things he said. The stupid shower thoughts, it's really kind of grand. Oh, Neo, Leo, won't you tell me what you can? Perfect, I love it. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to miss that theme song. All right. Neo Leo, as people know, Neo Leo is the new Leo. I'll leave that as vague as I as I said it. And uh, he posts things on the web, as you heard from the song uh, performed by Cold Acid. And I uh, got a couple tweets from him that I thought were interesting. Now, Neo Leo has been tweeting a lot. It's just a whole tweet storm. It's all about the Apple Vision Pro. Nearly everything he posts now is about Apple Vision Pro. And oh, good Lord. I'm going to yeah. have to bully him then because because over on certain corners of the Fediverse where I communicate, we have agreed that anybody who actually like unironically buys and wears these things deserves to be bullied like it's third grade again. Uh, well, I I did want to provide this uh, for our bullying. I, I did... Um, I did censor his eyes to protect the innocent in this first uh, Neo Leo says. And the I, innocent are the people who are looking at him. Well, I don't know. I think. Uh, <laughs> OK, we're protecting you from his <laughs> eyes. How about that? Maybe okay. let, let's just say he left them inside the goggles. And that's why there's no space where they used to be. <laughs> where he's go- where he's going. They don't need eyes to see. <laughs> Do you think th- th- this is the kind of device that could reach out and like clutch your eyeballs and pull them out of your skull and then take off and fly away? 
That's what I imagine this doing, like a Rick and Morty That's cartoon. That's fucking metal. Yeah. I cannot believe anything from Apple could ever be that fucking metal. So here's what Neo Leo says. Apple CEO Tim Cook told me, quote, I could not be more excited, unquote, for Apple Vision Pro. Neo Leo says, agreed. Wah, wah. Jeez. And I, you know, you know what, you know what, you know what JCD says? What's up, nerds? <laughs> exactly. Now, I, I'm not a fan of VR stuff. Um, it feels like it's all just been uh, been really mediocre. There's only ever been one or two things I've ever wanted to do, and one of them was Half-Life Alex. I thought that would be a fun experience and watching some people play it. I said, oh, you know what? I bet I could get into that. It'd be a fun novelty experience. I've never felt like I want to spend any money on any of this shit. Uh, so I actually have. I actually have, like, one of the Samsung HMDs. Okay. And... You know, it's it's not too it's not too bad, other than the fact that it still weighs like a fucking ton, right? So you want you want to have good neck muscles if you're going to be using these things, right? But yeah. the the thing is, the thing is, unless you're on like unless you're able to really move around and in the direction that you're going in the games, well, you end up starting to feel seasick sooner or later. Mm. And that's what I found when I tried when I tried playing Skyrim VR. Damn you, Todd! <laughs> Skyrim uh, VR. Yeah, I I have heard good things. I about was enjoying I was enjoying it. it until until I needed to chuck my cookies. Ugh, jeez. So nowadays, nowadays, I mean, I can imagine putting on my Samsung VR headset and having like some sort of fucking, you know, like like that. Like Just say VR porn, okay? Room in, no, I'm saying like <laughs> that VR that VR control room from uh, Matrix Revolutions, right? Or or like the Minority Report thing where you're like moving my hands around in the in the blank space <laughs> to do stuff, right? Doing a hand jive to, to to change my config file on Linux. Yeah, that's yeah. just what I need. But uh, but yeah, for actually playing games or even just like moving around an environment like you got you got to have a bit more of an iron gut uh because yeah the fact that you're you're seeing that you're moving around but you're not feeling it at the same time it like fucks it fucks the body round man i think there's got to be something compelling to do with vr and it just hasn't been presented yeah it's to called yet. vr kenojo well vr kenojo yeah okay sure <laughs> You but know, yeah, you know what? You know, what? Like, you know what I'm waiting for when it comes. I'm waiting for full dive. Okay, I'm waiting for full dive VR technology where it pretty much fucking hijacks the brainstem, right? And like you're totally in that environment, right? Like in like in uh, Sword Art Online, except without like the killer game world where. Where you have to like beat the final boss, or like if you die in the game, you die for real. It's even that. I, I'm not waiting for that. I'm, lo I'm just looking at the current technology. There's got to be a creative use, and it's not like oh, it's a sword game where I swing a laser sword around and pretend I'm fighting or something. I the mean, it's got to be like the creative use. It, the creative use is like what I saw. 
the last time I was at Anime Expo. And that is, you put the headset on, you get the you get the inflatable torso, and you bring it to Pound Town. <laughs> no. I'm talking about it's gotta be like I wanna put on a VR headset and be able to look around, you know, a stage that Bob Dylan was playing on. Uh, that's synthesized, or or be Bob Dylan or something like. Okay, well, <laughs> wait, again, wait, like, can I be? Do, can I get? Yes, you can be Bob Dylan. Can I? Mr. Jones can be whoever the fuck he wants to. <laughs> oh, I'm just imagining if I could be Bob Dylan and put on a uh, Apple Vision Pro. Do I also get to wear? Do I get to wear the harmonica harness at the same time? It just look like a deaf mute guy, a, de- a blind mute guy with headphones on too. It could be everything. It'd just be Bob Dylan. Okay, well, virtual okay, um, cold as. Okay, first sponsored of all, first by of Counting all, Crows. Okay, sp- I got your reference. First, sponsored first by of Counting all, Crows. Okay, first of all, first of all, first of fucking all, <laughs> we need something better than these fucking wand controllers no you need like you need like left ah. and right power gloves that have like the ability the ability to measure like the actual articulation of your fingers not to mention having like shoulder and uh <laughs> shoulder and elbow measuring things as well right and then like you need to have something so that if you're like pressing against stump something in the game it actually like has some sort of like force feedback on you, and at this point, you're pretty much building a fucking power suit, anyways. Okay, go go fight for the emperor. I want to know what it's like to be the guy in Bob Dylan's band who just plays that noisemaker that just goes that thing, and it's just like every you know it comes up like once or twice in a weird song. You know, when he's singing about the Tombstone Blues, there's you. I want to be the guy. I want to have a Wiimote. And I would have put the uh, the VR headset on, and that's I just want to be on stage with Bob Dylan. And I'm sure somebody can make something like that. And I'm sure within an hour of it being released, somebody will make a mod where instead of being on stage with Bob Dylan, you're diddling Bob Dylan <laughs> because we know how the fucking internet works. Diddling Bob, I'm an Regal of a German, am I? Never ride or even if I had a high five. There you go. That's my Bob Dylan impression. <laughs> I'll bring it all together. That's, be- that's better than your diddling Bob Dylan impression. <laughs> oh, God. Or I just want to bring this to completion here, not the diddling. And point out... <laughs> point out... <laughs> I've had a favorite... Have I ever told you about the cigarette guys in jazz bands? The smoking dudes in jazz bands? No. Do you know I about those? Okay. No, I don't, I don't. This, this is something I've noticed watching a lot of old television, old, uh, like, real, like, black and white shit, stuff that got recorded. Um, they'd often have a musical guest, and it'd be, a, like, a jazz group or some kind of, it would be modern for the time. And the sets were great. They'd have a guy on piano. They'd have a guy on bass. They'd have a horn section, uh, maybe a drummer. They'd be jamming. And there's always one accessory to the band. You never knew if it was the manager. He's just the roadie. But it's like this is everyone's wearing a, 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 ca- a hat. They have a tie. They have a suit on. The band is playing. And there's just one guy like leaning up against the piano smoking a cigarette. 
He's just chilling. That's his whole purpose is to, he's like on the sets just chilling. He's vibing with the band while they jam. You could be he's that at, guy. He, his instrument is atmosphere. Yeah. You could be that guy and you put the headset on and you're there and it's, you know, uh, early. Yeah. Well, you put, you put one of these fucking headsets on while you're there and you're not, you're not the fucking atmospheric jazz guy. You're now fucking half of Daft Punk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I guess all of my my whole vision for VR is in sepia toad. Obviously. Yeah. That's where I want to live. All right. Uh have we concluded uh Neo Leo says or Operation Fresh Lion? No, we haven't. Uh there's two more I no, haven't there's, one, there's two more. I wanted to, to one, of the, one of them is another about the Apple Vision Pro, and I think we've I think we've worn that out. Yeah, okay. Well the, uh, the last that. one, the last one, okay. Speaking of sepia tone. Um did he Neo Leo says, um, did anyone look at the moon tonight? Incredible. Looks like a movie set. Yeah, the moon is sepia toned. I guess they're getting the smoke down there in California too. Yep, there's a lot of red um pictures of moons by the way yeah um last time i took a picture of my moon it looked pretty red too <laughs> yeah you went through the spanking machine first no i didn't that's what makes it worse <laughs> okay and with that let's put a lid on that that's operation fresh lion three all right cold acid we gotta move on. What do we got? Yeah, yeah. What 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 do I have to How about bring? O- Operation still? Swallow the Packet. Uh I was I was thinking I was thinking it's time for Operation Samurai Fresh. All right, let's do Operation Samurai Fresh. There we go. <laughs> and this is one. This is one that actually got sent uh, to me a while ago. At this point, the article's a, a week old. Uh, and I caught a little flack for us not talking about it last week. Some people are still uh, really hardcore about the potatoes. And so we got this submission about Japan and fresh Idaho potatoes. Mm. And in fact, Japan is not accepting fresh Idaho potatoes. And so uh, U.S. lawmakers are pushing for change. Uh-oh. Now they accept they accept the not fresh ones like the the prepared potatoes like like you know your McCain curly fries and shit right okay but uh, but yeah um where'd the article go you post it no the the article had text before now there oh I see there's a different link to actually use but yeah so so yeah. Idaho, Idaho potatoes make it around the world, but apparently not fresh ones. So, on May 11th, Idaho's entire congressional delegation sent a letter along with 31 other U.S. House and Senate members to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, urging them to push Japanese officials to buy fresh potatoes. So, frozen U.S. potatoes. Japan buys those up in bulk. Top export market for them. But... Damned if they're buying any fresh potatoes from America. Mm. Uh, I I see that there's some complaints about the jingle, and well, I, I there's a reason we're not playing it this week. It's the same reason why we've had a different format the last uh, yeah. several weeks. So this was anybody borderline. Who wants to complain I, about that? 
speak to the hand. I was gonna say, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna say it until you brought it up. But uh, technically, Potato News is on hiatus. There's not supposed to be Potato yeah, News. Yeah, so this until is not this is not Potato News. This is Japan News. Yes, uh, that's how it we just happens to involve potatoes. Yeah. Apparently, there is an Idaho Potato Commission. About one in five <laughs> potatoes grown in Idaho is exported, and the top de destination for their fresh potatoes include Canada, Mexico, Malaysia, and Singapore, but not Japan. So, apparently, it's a it's a politically sensitive issue. Uh, Japan has their own potato farmers, and they want to make sure that if you're getting fresh potatoes in Japan, they were freshly grown in Japan. And I, I can understand that. I mean, I mean, if I had a choice between Ontario potatoes that are fresh and Idaho potatoes, I'd probably still pick the Ontario ones because they probably traveled a lot shorter distance to get to me. And, you know, like, this isn't because of, like, the eat local thing, but, I mean... The sooner, the sooner it goes from the ground to your plate, the fresher it is, and the better the taste, right? Forget, forget all the, forget all the lefty. Oh, you gotta eat local. <laughs> don't, don't give in to globalism. Well, yeah, fuck globalism anyway. But I mean, I want fresh fucking food, motherfucker. Yeah, that's why I, right? I right? adhere to the. And so uh... I'm, I'm on Japan's side on this. Frozen potatoes, it doesn't matter really where they come from, and so. In that case, yeah, sure. Bring them up, bring them up by the truckload from Idaho. I'm good with that. Yeah. I mean, you know what's going to happen to those frozen potatoes? They're going to get sliced and diced, and they're going to become my French fries. Yeah, I uh, I adhere to the ten mile diet. Um, so I made my food today. I had a tomato that was grown seven miles from my house, and uh, I used some lunch meat and bread that was from a supermarket that was only two miles from my house. That's good, man. That's good. Yeah. I love I love in the summer when we're at the cottage because a lot of the stuff, the, a lot of the fresh stuff that we get, actually, it has been, well, before before our local supermarket had burnt down and they're still reconstructing it. What? Wait, it wait, 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 hold on. So, so, time out. Your supermarket burned down? Yes. Did you talk about this on the show? This might have happened before the show what? started. I want to hear. Wait a minute. And they're so, still rebuilding it. The supermarket burnt down. Were you? Yeah. So, uh, tell me about this. What happened? Was the, was uh, the hot sauce were, too hot? Was the I hot don't know, but there there was a fire and and the place burnt out and they had to tear down the remains and they couldn't rebuild on the same spot because the township wouldn't let them. But, and so they went through this whole legal struggle before finally being told, yeah, no, fuck it. You gotta, you gotta do what the township says and build within the boundaries they're saying you have to rebuild in. And so it's just been taking forever and people have had to go to other towns to do their grocery shopping or for the more elderly, there was some service where Loblaws would do the shopping for you and then send up a truck to the community center in town and you could pick up your groceries from there. Oh, it's not even full delivery? No, it's... Because, I mean, it's it's an emergency delivery service. It's not like, it's not like you know, where you... Where you order your groceries online no. and like they deliver it in the cold box to your porch. They, they can't do that. I've got a oh guys, I got a rendezvous with with Loblaws at the community center. I gotta go early today. 
Jeez. But yeah, but I mean, this place, it used to be an IGA. And then when they got rid of the IGA branding here in Canada, it became a food land. And it wasn't a food land for very long because the food land franchising guide says, no, you, well, apparently is what they were saying is that, no, you can't, you can't buy from like the local farms and stuff. You have to buy through our distributor. And they're like, fuck that. We support our, we support our community farmers. And now they're uh, independent uh, food town or something. Oh, yeah. Those distributors are pretty crazy when you get into the business of them. Did I ever tell you about the um, vegetable distribution center in Jessup, Maryland, when I was down there? Uh, no, you didn't. It feels like something I sh – maybe I should have brought it up on an earlier – it would have been really early on Rare Encounter if I did. Um, I started learning a little bit about how food is distributed, like the the vegetable distribution thing. And this is where the trucks from all over would come in and they would – they had a big kind of clearing house for fresh vegetables. I, I wasn't aware that anything like this was happening. Um, it's not really sinister or anything. It's just the the dance of getting the vegetables from the uh, farms into the stores was a little opaque to me. Until I started reading about it, they had this giant clearing house for all kinds of vegetables of all sorts. And the trucks would come in, and they actually would have to pay dock fees and gate fees if you wanted to bring your uh shipment of produce into the the clearinghouse you had to pay for staff to receive it and all this other thing but they would also charge the truck drivers fees just for just for going through the gate Taking up space yeah so it's a very uh uh, highly commercial operation and inside they had people who would be basically be bidding on lots and stuff for to go to all the different supermarkets and then you would load up you know whatever you were getting and uh ship it off to whatever store you were supplying or working for and uh i don't know you don't hear descriptions of that it seems like it'd be something you'd learn in school like that this is the actual process that gets vegetables into the supermarket but it seems like it's glossed over every time it's it's uh, spoken about like there's a lot of there's a whole middle market going on that just, i think the public is mostly unaware of anyway that's well, all i had I mean, to say about I, it i mean when you're dealing with the quantities that uh, that they do with like big supermarket right that's that's not really all that surprising but when you've got like your little independent supermarket in a little in a little village somewhere right it's it's like the it's like the store owner is like making agreements with the farmers for like you know so many so many pounds of potatoes a week, right? No. What was the the thing about it that I think bothered me was it seemed like a lot of like they had a they had small grocery stores around and they had big chains and they were all getting their supplies from these same building. It was all yeah. going through this one place. And so you're thinking, oh, I don't like the carrots over at uh, at this place. So I'm going to go to a store down the road. And maybe they have a better selection. But maybe it's just because they paid more for them or they bid on the better lot or something like that. But it's it's like it's all the same thing. It's from the same market. It's all. It's not like there's, uh, there's no such thing as an independent farm in that economy. There's no well, way to get no, the – No, it's not that – you have independent farms still – but because because you have like this this centralization and uh, and like 
essentially auction house uh, that the that the farms are supplying to the to the actual like companies that are selling it to the supermarkets, right? Then a lot a lot of that, you know, like a lot of the independence of the farmers, it becomes immaterial, right? It's it's they're independent, but it's not important that they're independent because even if they weren't independent, it's you'd still be getting like a bit from farm A and a bit from farm B all thrown into the same sack, right? Yeah. I, I guess I was just maybe I was just naive on one side, but it was yeah, sale of E, man. That's just that's a, that's the other reason why it's best to go for like the small markets where you know that they're getting supplied from from the local farms yeah. in the area. It, right? It's it's like when I found out that uh, all the pizza shops, you know, you think you like your local pizza joint or something like it's the only. T- but most of these places are all supplied by the same three suppliers anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you Chinese the, foods the same the, way. Yeah. If it's yeah, if it's a uh, if it's a chain, right? You see, like the chain branded eighteen uh, wheeler come in. No, right? I'm not talking about fast food. I'm talking about it, independent pizza shops. They all there's like three suppliers. And oh they yeah, get the same yeah. The, ind- the independent ones. Yeah, you see the fucking Cisco truck come in. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah, the same just, sauce from the same factory. The other independent pizza shop down the road gets very disappointing. Yeah. If you want, if you want, if you want, like independent made pizza with like stuff that isn't being supplied like that well you're going to you're going to like a proper italian restaurant in italy where you you know where you know like the chef's wife is making the sauce herself (laughs) right with her bare feet wait with her bare feet yeah and the wine's been stomped by the daughter, right? With her bare feet again. Bare feet are yeah, important. Yeah, with her bare feet. Right? After she ran a mile. Yeah. The in, the, the, in rain the owners the owner's uncle made the sausages that are sliced up to go on the pizza. Oh uh, yeah. Right. You don't. You get that there because I mean, I mean there like you actually have like four families make up a village, right? And everybody's related at some level, anyways, and. And so the whole community is more or less self-sufficient for for some of this stuff. Yes, yes. I think more Servo than four asked, Where do you think the yeast comes from? It comes from it comes from the owner's wife. Oh yeah. And she, you know where she got it? Where? Grandma. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> the old sourdough. <laughs> oh. All righty then. What were we talking about? How do we get on this topic? Uh, Japan and potatoes? Okay, is there anything more to say about Japan and potatoes? No, I think I think we're I think even if there was, we've gotten so far off track, there's no point in going back. All right, that's the end of Samurai Fresh. Operation Samurai Fresh. Yeah, how about you hit us with Operation Brick Time? Operation Brick Time. Oh, this was I'm stepping on your beat, dude. No, you can you can step on my beat for this one. You're the one who saw it. Yeah, I thought this. Well, to be fair, this was actually sent to me by Carolyn <laughs> in a oh, uh, thanks, in a Carolyn. DM form. Um, it's a clock that uh, is made out of Legos and. Which is a little bit of an understatement. What I'm actually talking about is this YouTube video. This is what Operation Brick Time is about. It's just really this YouTube video. Uh, have you watched it? 
before I start? How much no, do I need I, to describe? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, so it starts with, it's, it's by a YouTube channel called Brick Technology. Yeah. Um, it was just a little, little over a week ago when this video was posted. And it's a, um, a sequence of shots showing the assembly of a Lego clock. And through watching the video, I actually learned more about how real clocks, traditional clocks, pendulum clocks are made and how they work. And so he starts with a weight on a cord, which is wound up. And so the uh, the constant pull of gravity is is trying to unwind this cord. And he has a pendulum attached to a, uh, um, a particular, I'm sure there's a name for that gear. It must be like a little watch gear. Uh, I don't know the name of it. I'm sure, I'm sure a watchmaker would know. Maybe a mechanical engineer would tell me what it was, but, uh, it's a, it's like a little cross that every time the pendulum swings, um, it, uh, it inhibits motion except when the pendulum's at a particular point. And so what that means is if you get the pendulum in a, um, uh, repeating in a, it's swinging, right? It's in an oscillatory yeah. motion. It only lets the, this cross gear, um, rotate as it uh, once per cycle or once per half cycle, I think. And so anyway, the, what it does is it uses gravity to regulate the swinging of the pendulum or to, uh, not to regulate the pendulum regulates the unwinding of the cord so that it can yeah. only unwind once per second. And they, they go through the physics of the pendulum, picking the right length to get the right period and so on and so forth. And essentially they take that and then gear it down an absolutely retarded number of times <laughs> to get, so they get, they got a, a one second period. They geared it down to get a minute period. And most of the video is about these gear boxes, which are also just a fantastic thing to, to watch how they put these, um, they're using 20 tooth gears and 28 tooth gears. And it's like, um, you know, there, there is a 40 tooth gear, which is kind of a shark gear. You know, they got the eighth tooth, eight yeah. tooth gears, kind of the West Virginia gear. And you get all this. I got friends in West Virginia now, so I can, I guess I can insult them <laughs> with this. Uh, <laughs> there's a joke I should, I should avoid telling. And instead talk about these gear ratio diagrams that they put up and, uh, you know, these old, these old ladies from West Virginia, they all see an apple and uh, they want to, one of them bites it and she's, she goes, okay, yeah, why don't you try this? It's okay. And then, and she says, well, why didn't you try it? She says, well, because you have the tooth. Ah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> they had to borrow it. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. The, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, these gear ratios, I fucked that joke up. The, um, gear ratios, they get the exact ratio. They want like a ratio of seven by you know basically mixing up and mixing down these different things so they get the 28 over 20 times the 40 over 8 equals the 1.4 then they have a a a gear ratio of 5 and it all works out to to be 7 and i thought that was pretty fun to see that uh figured out it's makes you want to pull open an excel spreadsheet <laughs> and start designing with standard gear sizes, how do you get to arbitrary ratios like the number of um, uh, the number of hour or the number of days in a uh, solar year or something like that? So now imagine imagine instead of doing this with Lego, but taking little discs of wood or metal and actually having to file the teeth in. Oh yeah, like the old Swiss watchmaker type. Yeah. 
Yeah, some of these are pretty impressive. Um, if you scrub through the video somewhere about six minutes in, they start doing um, these different subtractor tasks where they have, you know, the input uh, of, of some of these really complicated gearing circuits have uh, like 365.25, and that's the number of days in a year. And then the output is they have 360, which is the um, number of degrees in an Earth orbit. And they come up with a mechanical system that, you know, does these weird fractional, um, uh, like basically multiplications to, to, to have the ratio that one shaft turns be some weird ratio of another so that they can break out and get, um, like the mean month, um, which is the, you know, a 30 day month. Uh, so there's, yeah. there's 12 months in a, it, it's what they mean by mean month is there's 12 months in a year. And then each one you kind of average to what the average length of all, of all months are. Uh, oh, hold on. Is this, is this the term you were looking for? Escapement? Escapement? I, I wouldn't know. Escapement wheel? That may be it. It, does it look the same as the, uh, my first picture? In my no, this, I'm reading, I'm reading the text description with the video. Well, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I would highly recommend watching this if you have any mechanical inclinations. Um, there is one more thing I thought was very interesting is they show a digital tachometer being used inside because they're looking at sometimes fast moving, fast spinning shafts. One of the, <laughs> <laughs> there's the regular old meat spin on here. They have um, a device, a piece of test equipment I've never seen before, which has a laser on it. And they, what they'll do is they'll paint a stripe of white on part of the shaft. And so that as it rotates, you know, for every rotation, that little stripe comes around and becomes more reflective. They measure the period of that uh, and they display it on the tachometer. I I didn't know that this was a device that existed. I thought I was well-versed in test equipment. Turns out I'm not, uh, at least not in, in mechanical measurement shit. So Now, what I'm thinking is, I know, I mean, Lego is uh, is pretty good quality stuff. The Lego, the Lego system is supposed to fit together pretty well. But even so, a uh, billion-year clock, I, I can't imagine that, that it that like even even in a day you'd probably still see quite a bit of skew on this thing oh absolutely they cheat through the video and so by the time they get up to showing hours and and days past they obviously didn't shoot like they'll show a time lapse that looks like the uh the dials are spinning really fast what they actually yeah, did I, was they I can't imagine that I can't imagine like for example because it says it show it has dials for like days, weeks, months, years, decades, centuries, millennia, mega anims, and galactical years. Exactly. And it's like yeah, I I I doubt that the plastic itself will last that long. To get those dials to spin, they went they cheated. They put a motor further down the uh, down the the uh, distribution chain. So they didn't spin oh, it from the second hand. That introduces its own issues. <clears throat> well, because they, unlike, un I was going to say they did it well, without they, it, without telling it. They did it to fake the video. If you look carefully. 
So they didn't okay, actually so it's take not days. Part, it's not part of the proper build. It's just for the. It's just for in the video itself. Yeah. So in, I'm sure in the they 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 tested each individual stage. But yeah, there's a tolerance stack up. Um, every single one of these has some uh, some error inside it, mechanical error, and you can. Uh, if if all of those errors are orthogonal to each other, you can RSS them together. If they're if they're not orthogonal, then they might actually add together, which is even worse. And uh, you end up with some uncertainty in what actual uh, what actual year it is, for example, uh, due to the uh, what the year slopping. is it? You'll be Rip Van Winkle. You won't know what year it is. But yeah, for the time lapse, I was going to complain about that. For the time lapse, they didn't set a camera and watch this clock tick away for uh, 24 hours or or a week or anything to get the dials moving. They actually just put a motor uh, further up the the distribution chain to make it spin fast, so they can go through a week, you know, in uh, in uh, six minutes. So they can yeah. make the video. It's just for YouTube. We just got to make the video faster. I thought that was a little annoying. That's my complaint with brick technology. They shouldn't have. Uh, they shouldn't have faked it. Oh, you know what they say. You know what they say. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, this was uh, this was a fun watch. I'd recommend anyone watch it, even with my complaints. Operation Brick Time, and the video will be in the show notes. I suppose. Anything? Yep. Anything more to say about it? Uh, not on this. No. All right, let's close that up. There we go, double closed. All right, what do we got? We we are we are running we are running over time. Jeez, I still got stuff to cover. All right, if we had one more one more thing, how about we do some boostograms? I I got one more I got one more thing, and then we'll wrap it up with boostograms. How about that? Oh, that sounds good. Because there is this one there is this one weird thing that I do want to bring up. Okay. And that is Operation Cute Cat Girl. Operation Cute Cat Girl. So it turns out, it turns out somebody on Reddit has really figured out this stable diffusion shit and has been able to create waifus that are also QR codes. Oh boy. That's a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, this was this was on uh, this was on Ars Technica yesterday, and yeah, this guy he he created a bunch of images, that includes a couple that are waifus that are also scannable QR codes. Like you can get a, you can look at them with your phone and get a URL out of them. Cool. So I, I put yeah, so I put the I put the link in in the chat, and yeah, there's. I mean, it's more than just that. There's this neat, there's this neat, like, Japanese house castle looking one. Uh, like I said, there's several waifus. There's some that are, look like those, like, ukiyo-e woodcuts. Okay. Right? Uh, there's one that looks really cool. It's like a circuit. It's like a, it's like a circuit board QR code. I'm not seeing this. Yeah, if you go through, if you go through the picture slider, uh, Halfway down the article. Oh, I see. Okay, looks like yeah. a yeah. I scrolled past it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So th I found that I found this pretty pretty neat to look at. I mean, I, I'd still I still prefer wife uh, like my waifus uh, as is as nature intended. But uh, I mean, 
now we now we can now we can scan our waifus and and that also makes me happy i i just want to say i think the flower one is the most impressive the uh the, yeah the, the, the bouquet the floral oh, yeah pattern. that is that is very impressive yeah i really really like that that's pretty fucking awesome the uh the bamboo brush painting one looks really nice too oh yeah I don't know. I, it's, it's something about the flower thing is just I, I looked at them all. That it's, one right it's there. Because, it's because it's multicolor as well and still works, right? Yeah, it could and be. Yeah, it. it just look it looks like it looks like something you'd expect on like a fine china or like Victorian era wallpaper. Hmm. It's just classy, you know? Okay. Is there anything left to say? I'm not sure what to do about them. Other than in, enjoy that this no, just, exists. We enjoy we enjoy them. And then we move on to our boosts. All right. We had a couple boosts that came in during the show. Boost Grams. Uh, first one was 88, 88 sats from Carolyn saying, Sepia boost, scary red moon. That was one hour ago. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you, Carolyn. Did we get any others? Yeah, we also got 88, 88 sats from Carolyn. Who's, again. Again, Carolyn. I, ever the fan of the show says I want to have a VR of doing comedy improv with Ryan Stiles, Drew Carey, and Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson, he wasn't on Who's Line. No, he wasn't. But that still sounds like that still sounds like a great time. To does have. it? Does she mean Greg Proops? He was the other guy, right? Probably Drew Carey. I think so Ryan Stiles, Colin Mockery, Greg Proops is on there a lot. Oh, Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady, yeah. Wayne Brady. That'd be cool. So you could be like, um, you could put these goggles on and it would be, you know, the cast of Who's Line and you'd be the guest sitting in the stool while Ryan Stiles sings to you a song about uh, how his, how his wife, how you're his favorite florist or something. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a good experience. And you can, and you can, uh, you can make your own insulting jokes about uh, Colin Mockery's baldness. Oh yeah, and maybe you could get a special with the. Uh, pff, I don't know, man. Maybe not. Maybe. And then with the uh, what's her name, Linda Hall, was it on Linda the piano? Hall. Oh, y'all get together for the hoedown. Well, Laura Hall, was it Laura Hall and Linda Taylor? I think so. Linda Hall, Carblane says, wearing what? this VR headset is really kind of neat. <laughs> you could be uh maybe when they had that richard simmons was on as a guest you could be his uh jet ski could be his you jet ski yeah. richard simmons jet ski that's the vr experience <laughs> <laughs> on television i have a vision television as bono said <laughs> Oh, we just got one more in just now by the look of things. Uh, Fletcher sent in 6969 sats saying, uh, hold on, I've got something for this. Good job. <laughs> oh, you, he said good. He said good job. OK, I got it. I got he said it. good job. All right. Do we want to end on a joke? Do we have a joke? I like jokes. Um, well, remember, we remember we were talking uh, a while ago. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yes. No, the talk about Ozempic, right? Okay, yeah, that was a moment of weakness where we brought up something we shouldn't have brought up. Yeah. Well, apparently, apparently, Ozempic doesn't just make you shit yourself. 
it seems like it might be the end of Weight Watchers because people are taking taking Ozempic, pooping themselves half to death, and losing weight. Jeez. Do you remember when you could just get a six-pack of Slim Fast and pretend you were doing something? Man, what an age it was, those, huh? Those were the good old days, man. Yeah. <sighs> you can't go outside without getting something shot into your arm. Or your stomach. Ugh. Why would you do that? I'd rather just get an artificial stomach at this point, you know? You gotta be a cow and have some extra ones in case they fuck you up. Good idea, but I'm already pretty gassy. Alright. Well, until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. Stay fruity, boys. Adios. I had a good woman. But she laid down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she laid down.